Hi, welcome to an edition of Mondays with Mara and Molly. I'm Mara Grujanic, the uh, Family Engagement Coordinator, Family Partnership Coordinator at Stevenson High School. And I have Molly Gosselin, Social Emotional Learning Coordinator at Stevenson with me. Thank you for including me, our first podcast I together. Know, it's exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about SEL. Yeah, I love it. So it's like this term that's, I never knew this, but it's kind of a hot button term. And really it's, so what, what's SEL? So SEL stands for social emotional learning. And we're, we've really embraced SEL here at Stevenson for the past five years, but more than ever, the social skill development and access to our emotional intelligences to help us learn is more necessary than ever since we've all been in our own small worlds right. for so long. Yeah. And uh, just having students back in our school and in our spaces, you can see that socialization reemerge yeah. and sort of how do I do this again and where does this look and live? So we really build this into our learning targets here in our courses. Um, so students can engage in becoming more self-aware um, about what they bring to the table with relationships and how to foster those positive um, peer and adult relationships. So, you know what, I mean, like we all went to school, we had to know how to have relationships with people. Why now? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think we're probably from an era where um, when we walked into the classroom, a common phrase was, you know, leave your problems at the door, right? Leave oh. everything at the door. And when you come in here, it's, it's all about math and it's all about English, right? That was sort of a common expectation, both mm -hmm. from teachers and students um, when they were in a school together. Now what's emerged is that it can't be separated, your emotional experiences with your learning. In fact, they're commingled in a way that if you work on yourself becoming a, a, a more engaged person, for example, in these competencies, uh, which we'll talk a little bit about, you can in fact improve your learning. And school uh, research shows that schools that engage in social emotional learning at a school-wide level, uh, students improve their academic performance by up to 10%. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. That's that's really big. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, like setting goals, we've all set goals. And, and you know, okay, how do you deal with a challenge? We all know how to, but I, I like the idea that we're being a little bit more overt about that in classrooms. How does that, in our in our school, how does that play out at Stevenson? How does that, like... Yeah, great question. I think, you know, you use the term overt. I think, you know, very much so we make SEL explicit as, mm -hmm. as possible here in our classrooms. And what that means is we, we um, identify the competencies that we're working on with our academic competencies. So, for example, social emotional learning typically adheres to a framework that holds five competencies. Uh -huh. And those co competencies are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. So our teachers embrace these five competencies and, and look at ways that they can integrate um, those competencies into their curriculum or their instruction or their assessment or their classroom culture, et cetera, um, in a way that perhaps we weren't as explicitly um, 
uh, engaging students before. Yeah. So while we're in collaborative work, for example, our teachers might point out there are different roles that you can take, whether you're the leader, the note taker, how can you build those skills with each other? And mm-hmm. what does that mean when you leave here and move into another space? Yeah, or like, how does that work when you go post-secondary? Correct. You know, I don't know if there's any colleges that are overtly saying that this is how you work in a group they just say go get this done in a group or you know or if you're in the workforce how do you set a goal in the workforce and you know how do you because your family's not there to help you set a calendar I mean as much as probably some people you know would like that (laughs) or you know how do you control your emotions when someone says something to you in a morning meeting and then you have to get through the rest of the day sort of feeling like you kind of got, you know, punched in the gut from a, co- a colleague that didn't maybe didn't mean it or whatever. And that's interesting, especially when our cultures are, we have so many mixed cultures where the expectations for how do you work with people are just really different. Right. They're not right or wrong. It's just all very, very different. And a big part of our work with students here is asking them to engage in self-reflection. Yeah. as a way to also move through their own value system and their own culture and their own learning and what they need from us as adults in the school. Mm-hmm. And so by participating in self-reflection throughout the day, you can learn a lot about yourself. And again, I don't think that's something that we experienced in school, right. where teachers ask us to reflect on a former yeah. math assignment or yeah. a former collaborative, collaborative opportunity right. with our peers. It was, it was more so, here, do this, and then let's move on. Right. Well, what we've learned in education theory and research is that the more we talk about our experiences, the more we learn from them. And that's really our goal here at Stevenson, is to help our students engage in learning opportunities throughout the day that aren't necessarily um, implicitly in uh, academics, but explicitly can live in those spaces in between. I think that's really interesting because, you know, like you think about people, um, people have had so many reactions to like, oh, you're going to do mindfulness mm-hmm. or you're going to, and are you degrading the learning? Sure. Or like it was good enough for me. Why can't it be good enough for, you know, someone else? And, um, and, and it's interesting to think that as, as we ask our students to reflect, how are you collaborating with other people? What skills does it take for you to be good at that? Those are all skills that they can take with them as they move on, either outside of the, the learning environment or um, in, a different, in a different situation. I think that's really interesting. So, so then tell me this. How do, our, how do the adults outside of the school in a student's life, how do they support this other side of learning other than, hey, you're not doing well in math. I can, you know, I know I can either try to help you or we can get you a tutor. This is sort of this, I don't know, like it's kind of like a little bit like nailing jello to a wall, right? Like, <laughs> how, I don't know, how do you right. do that? Yeah. Well, I think what you said is key is the idea of partnership. And that we know our families have so much efficacy and capability and love towards their their children that they send to us, right? 
and that there's a lot of work going on at home that we don't necessarily see as a a school. So when we invite our students in, it's really a privilege to allow them to be themselves, to bring themselves fully into the classroom again. They're not leaving their identity at the door or their culture at the door or or any sort of um, needs they have at the door, but they're bringing that all in. And so what, what we engage with when our, in our teachers here, and again, when I think of partnerships, I think of um, parent-teacher communication is so key, mm-hmm. um, is that when you have questions, call, contact, email right. um, our teachers because part of their learning here too is how to support our students through yeah. the phases of each level right. of learning um, here at Stevenson. And, and really some of the basics that we know our families um, are engaged in um, daily um, is to make as much explicit in your family as we try to make here. So for example, that reflection and that learning, um, maybe some sort of analysis, like why do you think you're always up at midnight? <laughs> I may have had that done. conversation with someone this morning. <laughs> right? Maybe there's some procrastination. Right. Maybe there's some management issues. Yeah. Maybe you're overbooked. Yeah. Maybe you're stretched out. Maybe there's too much time on some social networking sites, right? Right. But but that conversation can happen right. without it being necessarily an argument, right? right? So I think part of raising children, like like you know, is letting them become that future adult in high school mm-hmm. and having the more adult conversations yeah. with them that allow them to bring in, mm-hmm. right? It's not so much because I told you so, right? Uh, you're doing this because I told you so. That that time has unfortunately passed <laughs> when they enter high school. As a parent, I think there's more of a conversation. Right? Yeah, more or, of a mentoring. Exactly. Yeah, so and, they can reflect. Oh, I like that. That's really, that really brings it into what, so it's not because I told you so. It's because we've reflected on, is this a good decision for you? Right. So they can do that then later on their own. Right. And I think wow. this time is interesting as we all, um, you know, filter, merge, sort of come back to school. Um, we've definitely seen sort of a slower pace start here at Stevenson with our student energy um, in terms of just feeling the space out, right? Uh, typically when we return to school, there's a lot of cheers, there's yay, there's, you know, signs everywhere, and we're, we hit the ground running, right? I think this year there is a little more expectation from the adults that students might need to feel out safety. Uh, They need to feel out where those connections are. Um, They need to get to know the school. The students haven't been here for 16 months. Right. So in that first week of school, there was a lot of panic around, I don't know if I can get from this space to that space. And so we've really embraced letting that student feedback come to us and allowing them that space. And again, Mm -hmm. that came from student voice that came from, Hey, we might need more time this year to find our, um, find our footing. So maybe that's a good, that's a good sort of point to end on. Like our families, how can our families sort of have those conversations? Do you think that that's still appropriate for them to have those conversations? How are you feeling about school? Absolutely. And have you found someone safe to talk to at school? Have you uh, joined a club? Um, have you con- you know, connected with the team that you were on last year, teammates? or um, Those kind of conversations can let you know then as a parent, is my student finding their way or do they need more support? And should mm-hmm. I reach out to that counselor or a couple teachers yeah. and, and say, hey, my student might need some help finding um, their way this year? Yeah, that's 
I like that we ended on that. If you have any questions, contact the the counselor and sort of those open-ended questions. Well, thanks for your time today, Mal. And I uh, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate you being part of this and, and we'll have another podcast out next week, right? Sounds great. All right. Take care. Bye everyone.